So today our passage is from Acts 3, and this is an important passage. It is an important passage in the change of Christianity. Peter and John were filled with the Holy Spirit, and their eyes were open. They were finally starting to see what Jesus was trying to teach them. The passage was the first miracle performed by the apostles. And the great thing was that it was focused on God and not on men. The miracle took place right after Pentecost, which was the birth of the church, which we celebrated last week. The miracle was a miracle of healing. And who to better write about that miracle than Luke? Luke was a physician, and he knew that the lame man walking could only be the work of God. In Acts 3, we first see Peter and John going up to the temple like they do every single day. It was their tradition. It was, their, uh, it was them clinging on to that last, last bit of tr- their Jewish tradition. They never went during the time of sacrifice because they knew that Jesus was their ultimate sacrifice. Yet they still wanted to attend temple to pray. On their way, they encountered a lame man, a man who was crippled from birth. He was around 40 years old, and each day he sat at the gate begging for people for just a few change. For 40 years, he had to depend on people to carry him to the temple gate. He was considered the lowest of the low, yet he knew of no other life. To be crippled from birth, he did not know how to walk. His only chance of survival was to spend each and every day begging for money. He had to depend on the generosity of others. He was helpless. All he was looking for was a few coins. He knew he had to eat, and the only way he could eat was to buy food. He couldn't work for a living, so he had to beg. Every day his stomach would growl and his body would ache because he wasn't able to fully nourish his body. All he cared about was surviving each and every day. So you could not see anything other than his physical need. He couldn't see his spiritual need. And how could he? You see, there's a theory in psychology, and it's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. It is like a pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid is the physical needs, things like food and water. Then there's safety needs, the sense of security. The next section is the psychological needs, friendship, a sense of belonging, self-esteem, and a sense of accomplishment. At the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. Self-actualization is being one's best self, reaching your full potential. In order to reach the top, you have to meet the basic needs and work our way up. What are the physical needs of this person? Are they being met? Do they have food, water, shelter? You cannot get to psychological and spiritual needs until you are for certain able to provide for physical ones. So how can a lame man take care of his spiritual needs when his physical needs are not being met? And you know what? I see this in our culture. We have so many people who are homeless, hungry, and tired. People working three jobs and still do not have enough money to provide for their families. I see this in my line of work. As a youth director, it is my job to bring youth to God. However, I cannot do that until their physical needs are being met. And physical needs aren't the only way they struggle. Mental health is huge. It is the next few steps of Maslow's hierarchy. Do they feel secure enough? Do they have someone who loves them? Do they see themselves as someone who is created in God's image? 
We expect so much out of them. We expect students to, to do well in school. We expect people to come to God and for the world to change when in fact they are not physically and psychologically able to. How can we expect to spiritually change people when we do not do anything for their immediate need? For it says in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill. Yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The apostles took this to heart, and their response struck me. They heard the man in his request. They responded with, look at us. I bet the lame man was surprised. No one had looked him in the eyes or even had a true conversation with him for his 40 years of life. I think about myself when I see this scripture. I see someone asking for money, and when I see them on the side of the road, I pray to God for the light to not turn red. Or when it does, I make sure my windows and my doors are locked. Or when I'm walking down the street and try not to make eye contact so I cannot see the hurt in that person's eyes. This pastor stepped on my toes, I'm not going to lie to you. They are God's creations too. They are people, they have feelings, they are lost, and they are hurting. They are looking to us for help. While the greatest gift we can give them is the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are called and we are required to help them with their physical and financial needs. When Peter and John said, look at us, the crippled man was expected to receive money from the apostles. How disappointed was he when, he, when they said they have none? He needed money to survive, and now they were of no use to him. But the next few words must have caught him off guard. Peter said, what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. And they took his hand and helped him up. Immediately, he was strong enough to walk. Wow. Forty years, and from birth, he never walked. He never knew how to walk. Yet, immediately, he started walking. It was nothing of what the lame man expected. He asked for something so small, yet received something that he never thought was possible. And what faith the apostles had in order to be able to perform that miracle. They called on God. They know Jesus' character, his authority, and his power. They had witnessed it firsthand. They were given the authority and power from Jesus to be able to perform miracles. For it says in Luke chapter 9, verse 1, that Jesus gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And not only did the lame man walk, he leaped. He got up, jumped, and I bet he ran into that temple. He praised God. Here he was asking for money, and God gave him the ability to walk. From then on, he worshiped and thanked God. Hallelujah. No one was able to silence him because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. His life was changed. And people saw this. They saw a lame man begging at the beautiful gate, which they saw almost every day for 40 years. Now they are seeing him walking and praising God. God used this miracle to help spread the message of salvation to the people. Peter used their wonder and their amazement to preach about the resurrection of Jesus and the need to repent. 
So why is this passage important? Yes, it was the first miracle the apostles performed, but it's no coincidence of how symbolic this is. Let us take a deeper look into the lame man. Who is the lame man? I am the lame man. You are the lame man. We all are the lame man. Here we are sitting, sitting helplessly in front of the beautiful gate. We are so close to, God, to the presence of God, yet we are so far away. We are like the lame man as we are damaged from birth. We are born sinners and are, are unable to walk with him. When we are presented with God's love, we finally get to feel God's presence. We are finally to, able to get up and walk. We get filled with the Holy Spirit. We are joyous and we praise God. Our job now is to be like the leaping man, to go around leaping and telling everyone about the good news. People are to see our light shine that, and that Jesus has died and rose again. We are saved because of the ultimate sacrifice. We are free from our sins and no one can stop us and no one can silence us. So I want you to put yourself in this story. Who are you? Are you the person sitting at the front gate waiting for the crumbs? Worrying about what is next for you? Or are you like the leaping man? Because you have felt the touch of God. Are you going around praising God and telling everyone? Maybe you have felt the touch of God, yet have gone silent. Maybe you have sat back down in front of the beautiful gate, wondering how to get back up. Are you like Peter and John and have seen firsthand the work of God and how God has touched your life? And now is your time to reach out and help another person up. With all that is happening in our world and in our nation, we are called now more than ever to not just walk by. For it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help. As God's people, we have a duty to help our brothers and our sisters. We need to stop passing by. I need to stop passing by. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for staying. Thank you for letting us come here, Lord. And Lord, please give me the faith of a leaping man, knowing that you have touched my life and that I want to go and tell everyone in the world that you have died and risen again and you have filled me with your Holy Spirit. Let me not be uh, a person just walking by someone who is in need. Let me reach out and help them up. I pray that we do this as a nation and as a church. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.